This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He's what he said. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankle. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points, Blue Wire, and our friends at Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co host, Dylan Reagan. We are back here for uh, the second installment of our uh, division previews going into the 2020 NFL season. And uh, we looked at the AFC East in our previous episode, which uh, right after we did that, um, you had lots of players start opting out uh, of the season, and uh, as mm-hmm. Dylan will note here in a second, um, that's why we're not making our picks yet for the NFL season. Uh, this is just sort of a, an overview, uh, looking at different teams, because we don't know what's going to happen until the actual start of the season, uh, but we're going to give it our best shot here, Dylan, as we dive into the NFC East, which... Uh, I don't know if I don't want to say it maybe is exactly like the AFCs, but there are some similarities. I think you have the clear top two for most people, mm-hmm. and then you've got the other two teams kind of right there behind them. Not really thinking, you know, exactly not knowing exactly what you're going to get from those other two teams, but uh, still, though, I'm pretty sure uh, you feel pretty confident about what you're going to get from the top two in this one. No, I think that is a fair comparison. Absolutely, a two-team race, and then. Uh, maybe it's a little different. We feel a little better maybe where the Dolphins are than the bottom two yeah. teams in this franchise. Uh, but overall, yeah, and I guess for the first time, especially you know with Brady gone, we have less expectations for the Patriots, and we're, you mentioned all the players sitting out, especially on their defense. We'll see how that all plays out. I'm sure Belichick will figure it out. But nonetheless, you now have, yeah, the, those lowered expectations. So we're to the point now where, I mean, last year the Cowboys and Eagles both kind of underperformed from what we expected. I I do think both teams will be a bit better this year, but it's uh no, it's it's going to be an interesting race. And you know, uh, compared to the other division we already talked about, I think ultimately one of these teams might end up with a better record than whoever wins that one. I think these teams have that capability. 
Um, it's just a matter of them living up to expectations. But, yeah, like you mentioned with the players sitting out with this division, the, I mean, the big one uh, today, I believe it was Nate Solder yep. sitting out. Not that we would have picked the Giants. They're, <laughs> you can probably guess yeah. they're not one of the two teams I'm talking about at the top of this division. Uh, but that's just another step and, a, and another uh, down for them. And, yeah, I mean, there's still things to be excited about for both of the teams that are um, on the bottom of this division. But, I, you know, just it's going to take – a little bit more time before we they move up into that ladder with uh, the Cowboys and Eagles. Yeah, we're recording this in you know late July, and we don't know exactly what the roster is going to look like by you know first of September. So um, it's it's hard to know exactly based on you know we we know what happened so far with the Patriots. I mean, you've had several players on that team that have opted out, and you know several significant players um, for sure. So um, it's it's going to be interesting. And you mentioned Nate Soldier with the Giants, and we will start with the Giants. We're going to do the same thing we did. With the AFC East, as uh, we kind of uh, will look over what the ceiling and the floor is uh, for these particular teams, then we'll pick our division MVP and breakout mm-hmm. players. Uh, we start with the Giants. Uh, I mean, ceiling, I, I don't think either one of us are picking the Giants to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't really know uh, if that's a, even the, you know close to the ceiling for me. I think getting to... Getting to eight wins would be uh, quite a quite an achievement if they were able to to do that, but I don't really see that. Um, as you said, I, you know, just look around. You got a first year head coach. Um, we know the offense. Uh, you know, you've got Saquon Barkley back there, and and you know, you've got some some breakout potential on offense. We saw what Darius mm-hmm. Slayton did last year. Um, you know, Daniel Jones, of course, is the biggest X factor and all of that in terms of how he develops, but. That defense is still um, still got some work to do, I think, <laughs> on that side of the ball. So uh, I think it's pretty clear here that when we talk about the Giants, um, you know, the ceiling not necessarily very high, and the floor, I mean, quite honestly, you know, could very well be. I mean, they could be one of the worst teams in the NFL, just to kind of put it uh, bluntly, I guess. Yeah, they'd really have to make a jump on offense to even finish with close to 500. I mean, that might be their ceiling, if I'm being really generous, is like a 7-8 yeah. win season. If offense really takes off, the offensive line takes strides. Obviously, losing Nate Solder, not going to help. But, I, you know, with Zeitwood back again, and now you, you plug in Andrew Thomas, I thought their offensive line was going to be able to be at least pretty decent compared to last year. It still didn't – it finished towards the middle of the pack and. Uh, pro football focuses rankings. They have them ranked as 20th going into the season on the offensive line, but that's probably going to take a hit without Solder. And then, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest issue is their defense. The secondary gets a lot of the the um, criticism and for good reason, but I, I think it's partially they had one of the worst pass rushes in the last season. They finished 31st in DVOA and, and pass defense overall. And the secondary is a part of that, but they just were not able to rush the passer. I'm not confident they're going to do that much this year. They don't really address the position all that well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they get Xavier McKinney. Hopefully he's going to help in the secondary. But overall, man, the defense, I'm just – I we said this kind of last year at certain points. When the, I mean, uh, the Giants offense is actually playing well. As the year went on, they started to kind of tail off. But when the Giants offense is playing well, bet the over, because these games are going to probably be pretty high scoring a lot of the time just because I, I just don't see anything on the defense that tells me, hey, they're going to yeah. jump in this year and suddenly stop teams. Now their schedule isn't insanely hard. It's, I think, based on last year's records, it's 26th. So, I mean, they're towards the bottom in terms of strength of schedule. Maybe that will help them out. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go with a, a seal, wind ceiling of eight wins, and that's being super generous in a in a, in a floor. So a pretty big uh, gap here between my ceiling and floor, I think, for the Giants. Uh, I'll go down to even, like, two, three wins if everything really fell apart on offense. 
Well, you get to play Washington twice, right? So yeah, um, there's there's two potential wins there. Um, you know, you know you're playing the teams that were near the bottom, you know, over their respective divisions last year. So uh, that that helps. Like you said, to build that win total, even if they aren't a great team, uh, they could just play some other bad teams and find a way to win seven or eight games. So uh, we'll see. Clearly, not too high on the Giants. My guess is uh, we are going to be saying similar things. For the Washington football team, um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about a soccer team or, or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, we're not. We're talking about the Washington football team. And um, I guess depending on where you live in the world, uh, that could also mean the Washington soccer team. But, uh, I mean, I guess jokes aside, this is um, – you know, Ron Rivera, we talked about the hire. I thought it was a really good hire in terms of, you know, where they want to go. I mean, clearly they had to overhaul some things. Uh, there's no doubt about it in that organization, and we've seen that play out this offseason uh, with other things and all that. So uh, it makes, to, to me, it makes the, the Ron Rivera hire look even better because he's someone yeah. I think that's not going to take, you know, he's not going to take anything and he's not going to put up with any uh, BS, that's for sure. So um, aside from that, though, he he can't play every position on the field. <laughs> and I think that it's still going to take some work for them to rebuild the roster. They're, I don't know if it's, I don't know if he would say that they're maybe just as intriguing as the Giants, but I do find it kind of intriguing in terms of some of the things yeah. they have. Um, but I mean, still, you know, you look at their, their depth chart. I mean, look at their passing game. Like, is there enough there? For them to be able to do that passing wise, they've got a you know a decent group in the backfield. I'd say um, mm-hmm. some some interesting pieces there. Defense also something you know we know Ron Rivera kind of known for. Interesting to see uh, how that plays out. But overall, I mean, I I would honestly put them as this in almost the very same category as the Giants, where maybe they're able to get you know a first year coach. Maybe they're able to get to that 500 mark. Uh, don't expect them to get any higher than that. But you could also see it to where they have those roster issues that just aren't going to be able to to iron themselves out this year. It's going to take a little more work to do that. Yeah, even though I might have the ceiling a little higher for the Giants, I think Washington is more likely to maybe get to that six-win range because maybe I'm just too high on Ron Rivera and what he's obviously the quick turnaround that happened in Carolina when he took over a 1-15 team and what he's able to do. And I, I I am excited about the defense line, obviously. Chase Young is a big part of that, but I think we, you know, they've taken first round, their defensive line just full of first round picks, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, all these guys, they're investing so heavily in this. They're switching to the 4 3. We'll see how that kind of plays out. But overall, I think the addition of Chase Young, and he might come up as a name I might mention on the, the next category as we go through this, um, this preview series in terms of our breakout potential players. Uh, it's not really that <laughs> bold of a take for you to pick the number two pick, but I do think he's going to make an immediate impact. So for a defense that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't good, but it wasn't quite as far down the DPO rankings 24th last year as the offense, which was 30th. Yeah. I have bigger concerns. I'm excited to see what they do on offense. And, yeah, I, I do like some of the weapons they have. Um, obviously, Terry McLaurin made up all the headlines. Um, yeah. But overall, I think their, their receiving corps are not having, outside of him, like a true number one. I do think they did a decent job last year. The offensive line is still a bit of a question mark at times. Dwayne Haskins was just under fire, so it was really hard to know what we're getting with him. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think I might be a little more excited for to, to see what the Redskins look like, or the former Redskins now, I should say. Yeah, we're going to say that a lot. Let's just, like, yeah, let's be honest. Football, yeah. Washington football 
club as yes. a the football team here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they can do. And I, I'll, yeah, I'll put like even if I have it at six wins for a ceiling, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll bump that up to seven if things ever, everything does hit right. But I do think they're more likely to hit in that five to seven range than my floor, which is that still that same two to three wins. Just if you know if they're already bad and then they. They lose a lot of close games. We saw that to the Bengals last year. They went 2-14, and 14, but they were like 1-7 and seven in one-score games. That kind of situation could happen. But I'm a little more confident that with Ron Rivera, what they're, they're going to be doing, uh, it's going to be an interesting scenario with obviously the, the fan situation and all that. I don't know if that helps them or not. Uh, but overall, I do think uh, they're at least headed in the right direction, the defensive line. And I'm excited to see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, tight end also, though, that, that might be a – Kind of a weakness. We'll, we'll see yeah. what happens with the, right now on the depth chart. Jeremy Sprinkle and Richard Rodgers. Obviously, Gordon Reed could hardly afford to uh, you know stay on the field now he's gone. But uh, they do. They did pick up Thaddeus Moss uh, with their undrafted as an undrafted <laughs> free agent. So we'll see if he can make a dramatic rise. But that is one position on the offense outside the offensive line where I'm a little concerned. So uh, still a work in progress. But I do think they're taking the right steps moving forward. Hey, Alex Smith's back too. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a positive. That's in, I mean, that's, you think about it, it's insane that he is um, even in that position. It's it's unbelievable. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, interested uh, to see how that that unfolds there uh, for the Washington football team. Like I said, everybody knows we're going to say Redskins. Like it's just it's going to happen. It's a habit thing. Uh, obviously, it's just we've said it for so long now, and I think until they actually have a team name. Um, that's just kind of what we're probably our minds are going to revert back to. So uh, we're not doing that uh, with any malicious intent. Uh, just uh, just know that uh, as we talk throughout the season, we'll say that uh, probably a lot, but then we'll find a way to continue enjoying saying uh, the Washington football team. So there you go. Um, you've heard about uh, the Washington football team. Now you get to hear about deal-dot-com. It is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things that you never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every single day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's just like an auction, but every single item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every single time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. So that means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. All you got to do is go to DealDash.com and use the offer code ETP or DealDash.fm slash ETP. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash E-T-P. And, of course, our friends at Bet Online uh, they're excited. We're all excited. Uh, sports coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball finally kicking off, and there's no better place to start wagering than at our exclusive partners, Bet Online. You can check out all the odds, futures, and prop bets to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return to sports, uh, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. That's right, Big Shot Bob on there as well. Uh, you can see what they had to say on what it would be like to play without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. All you got to do, visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. 
Uh, Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, Dylan, we've got uh, we've got these two teams out of the way. Now we're going to talk about the two teams that I guess most people want to talk about, and that's the Eagles and the Cowboys. We will start with the Eagles. Um, I, you know, this is an interesting one. Last season, you picked the Eagles to make the Super Bowl. Uh, I. I was a little bit more, I had some more, a little bit more concerns, I think, about the Eagles, but not necessarily that I thought they were going to be bad. And we kind of know how their season ended. Like they, I think for most people, did not sort of meet those expectations for sure. And now they go into this season. Um, I've already talked about the Eagles. I, I think the Cowboys are the best team in this division. And I, I know there are some people that may disagree with that, but this is a tough one for me because like it's almost like you look back at last year and I'm like yes they should be a team that can win double digit games and you know potentially make it to a a NFC title game I don't Mm -hmm. you know are they a Super Bowl team and I I honestly right now I don't think I can say that about the Eagles um but you know at the same time like I don't expect them to you know win four or five games anything they seem to have a pretty safe floor is what I would say like I don't I feel like they're going to win at least eight games and you know I mean I don't know exactly they could win nine games to get the playoffs like it's it's very possible so now we've got that added playoff spot and all that so I their range to me is kind of all over the place because I I don't know I'm still and it's crazy to say that because, look, we, we, we've been wrong about the Cowboys before. A lot of people were wrong last year about the Cowboys, but I seemingly am buying the Cowboys this year, whereas I didn't last year. Um, but with the Eagles, man, I just I don't know what it is. I, I just feel like they've got a pretty wide range here. But like I said, I don't think they're going to win you know, less than eight games, but I also don't know that I can say that I could see them winning 13 or 14 games. So maybe the range isn't that wide. It's just mm-hmm. I don't really know what what spot on the spectrum maybe they're gonna fall on there. Yeah, um, it's yeah I wouldn't say they're my <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> pick for me at the time, at the moment. Still in consideration for possibly winning this division. I just as you as you'll probably talk when we get to the Cowboys, I'm a little more high in Dallas at this point uh, with the talent they have. And I mean the Eagles have still, despite everything and despite the you know all the rash of injuries and all the issues they had last year still obviously won the division and still yeah. able to get the job done when it came down to it. Um, I'm still concerned, you know, the secondary, they, they tried to address it. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure though if, how much, I mean, health is obviously going to be a, play a big role there, but I, I think Darius Slay will be quite motivated to get going there. And overall, if they can stay healthy in the back end, the linebacking court, that that's the kind of the, the one position on defense that I'm a little less sure about. The defensive line is still solid. Their offensive line, at least projected by pro football focus, to be 10th. So, I mean, they, they have the pieces. Offense, same thing. It's, it's almost like the, the secondary would have had all the injuries there. All the Obviously, all the receivers that were out last year. Um, and obviously, Wentz's own injury issues are definitely a consideration, too. So, yeah, I mean, they have the pieces. They still have a pretty deep team. And that's why, with all the injuries, they still made the playoffs last year. That, that depth did pay off. Now, does it put them above the teams? And the, some of these guys that are really big contributors from the Super Bowl teams a few years ago aren't getting any younger. And even though they're not necessarily old, uh, it's another three years in the NFL is not yeah. <laughs> it ages you much quicker than a lot of a lot of occupations. So I yeah I'm I'm kind of similar to what you said in terms of the ceiling and floor not being as far apart. My floor, if, you know, if they really really struggle in all these different areas, maybe six wins is like the absolute worst. I'm not expecting that. My real floor is probably more like seven. 
Um, and my my uh, ceiling is closer. I, like if everything does break right, I still do think they have that level of talent and that ability. And if when Carson Wentz is healthy, I still think he's a pretty dang good quarterback. So I'll I'll, I'll put the the absolute ceiling at 12 games. I would consider 13. They do have an easy schedule. All these NFC East teams do. They do get the beat up on Washington and the Giants potentially. So uh, those things those factor in. Obviously, the games against the Cowboys ultimately will probably decide this division. So. But I'll yeah I'll go with seven for my my uh, floor and I'll go with twelve for my ceiling. So still it's still a decent gap I guess yeah. there. But I just don't expect them to be. Yeah I just don't uh, even with some of the struggles and the injuries and different things that could play out I still expect them to get to that baseline. Doug Peterson has proven to be obviously one of the better coaching hires from that whole class back then. So yeah man I I don't know though it, it, in terms <laughs> of the Super Bowl expectations that that's going a bit far at this point. Um, the yeah. secondary would really have to take a huge step forward, and the linebackers would really have to step up and, and exceed expectations for me to see that defense and be like, all right, they have the pieces on both sides now to compete for the NFC title in such a really really competitive conference. I think it's also fair to question their depth at wide receiver at this point. Yeah, um, I think that's an interesting one. And I've actually we're actually going to get to that here in a minute when we make our our picks uh, for for some of our. Uh, superlatives, I guess, for this uh, division. But I, I think that's going to be an interesting scenario there, too, uh, based on some of the things that have happened here recently uh, with them. But uh, going from the Eagles to how about them Cowboys? Because um, clearly, as you've heard us talk, uh, I think for me, I've, I've made it pretty clear on previous episodes that I think the Cowboys are really good. Um, I think they should be really good. We know there's a coaching change. That's always going to bring an unknown aspect. But uh, I'm also someone that thinks that, that Mike McCarthy actually, you know, did a pretty good job in Green Bay, all things considered. Uh, we know what the Packers wanted, and uh, they may have had some missteps here or there. But it seems like a good fit for him, and it seems like a good fit for the people that he has on his roster, especially on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I mean, for the Cowboys, you know, last year we, we were laughing because I think, you know, we both left the Cowboys out of the playoffs last year. And, uh, you know, we didn't really know exactly why we did it because their schedule was so easy to start things off. Um, and you looked around and said, oh, they're, they're, come on, they're going to make it. They're not going to yeah. do this. And, and mm-hmm. we know what happened. But this year I feel a little bit more confident. And, uh, you know, I kind of know what the schedule is. But at the same time, I, I still think that their floor, like I, I, I would probably go as far as to say their floor could be, Ooh, 10 wins. Like, I, I honestly think it's oh, I think it's 9 or 10. Like, that's as low that's as I would go. Defense. Yeah, like, that's as low as I would go for the Cowboys. I'm just going to – I'm buying this year. Like, last year I wasn't buying at all, and I made that clear. But, like, this year I am buying the Cowboys. So, um, I don't know what it is. I just think they had a good draft. Um, you know, the Dak situation, obviously that's what everybody's been talking about. That That's going to be something that's going to talked about the entire season. We know that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, they've got the talent. And like you said, the defense is something that you're going to look at. And certainly you can understand, but man, that offense could be yep. so good. And that's why I would honestly say that I, I think it's nine or 10, uh, for the floor. And I mean, I, I don't think, let me say this. I don't think I would put them ahead of the Chiefs or the Ravens or anything like that right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're to that level, but if you say, what's the ceiling? Like, I think their ceiling is getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they can win it. 
but like I think yeah. they could be the best team in. I think they you know, could win. And so they I think I think maybe that's a that's a fair way to put it. I don't necessarily think they're they're a Super Bowl champion team right now, but I think they're good enough to get there. Yeah, I, I, expectations have to be high. I mean, last year I part of the reason I didn't pick them to make the playoffs is they were so they had such a kind of lucky you could say lucky say clutch, but over time score your uh, win loss record in one with score games is going to fluctuate. You're usually not going to consistently win one score games. You're not going to consistently lose them unless you're the Chargers. So. For the Cowboys, after in 2018, they seemed to always pull the rabbit out of the hat. Last year, it went down, and they were pretty poor in those one-score games. But they still should have made the playoffs despite that. Their offense finished second in DVOA. Their uh, their offensive line, even with Travis Frederick retiring, is still going to be one of the best uh, offensive lines in the NFL, projected by PFF to be third. They finished fourth in their rankings last year. It, it all comes down to me to the defense. I know they addressed that with the you know they draft Trayvon. Diggs and the, the secondary overall has been a weakness. Uh, you introduced Ha Ha Clint Dix, who's solid safety, but I wouldn't put him in a you know in a top tier by any means. So they tr- they tried to adjust it. There's got to be health on the, with the linebackers. They still when those guys are on the field with Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, Sean Lee. I mean they have a, a track record. I think the defensive line still has a chance to be pretty interesting if Gerald McCoy can do anything close to what he's done throughout his career. That addition will help. So. They're trying, and I don't. But again, I don't know if the defense has to be that good. They finished last year 19th in DVOA. Even if they finish in the middle of the pack, they, even with where they ranked last year, with a second-ranked offense, you should <laughs> make the playoffs. Yeah. And I have a hard time thinking there's, you know, no matter how good your defense is, and I have a hard time believing that they're not going to get even a little better. Um, obviously, with the experience, I think with Mike McCarthy, I'm excited about uh, him not just, you know, bring, running it back the same way he did with the Cowboys. We talked in this podcast about how. He ran his little coach camp where they'd, you know, look at all the different trends and different formations and different ideas that were and kind of formulating these things. And I thought it was really interesting. I'm excited to see how that all plays out. You throw in CeeDee Lamb to that uh, receiving corps that maybe weren't the, the deepest beyond Michael Gallup and Mari Cooper. But, yeah, man, I, I'm really excited for the offense. So, for me, it comes down to the defense in terms of their ceiling and floors. Floor, I'm going to go just, just because trying to be – yeah, I'll keep my options open here. I'll keep my, I'll put my floor at eight wins if they just somehow repeat kind of what they did last yeah. year, uh, which I guess is it, it's in play. Um, but I do think they have too much talent to be an under 500 team, especially with the 30th, uh, so the third easiest schedule, uh, at least based on last year's records in the NFL. Um, so, and I'll, I'll put for yeah, ceiling, you know, 14 wins, 13 wins, whatever. Like that's ceiling, ceiling. This is like the best that we can expect on a on a range of spectrum. So I'll go with. I'll go with 13 wins, I guess. Still pretty um, pretty good. And obviously the Saints didn't get a buy with 13 wins last year. But I think once you get into that range of we could see this as your peak, that means you're a Super Bowl contender. Well, you know, anything can happen once you get into the Super Bowl. So maybe I'm not – yeah, I'm not putting them even above other teams in the NFC necessarily at this point uh, from other divisions or the, the teams you mentioned, the Ravens and Chiefs. But I do think they have that ceiling to get to that level – and if everything breaks right, this could be the year the Cowboys get back to the Super Bowl. Well, and look, home home field advantage plays a part too. And you know, as we know, home field advantage will look a little different this year for the Cowboys, and there's no fans in the stands. So, um, you know, what's what's the advantage there? And I'm I'm looking up and down. I'm on, you know, I'm over at our friends' uh, bet online right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're fourth in terms of the odds to win the NFC title. Uh, behind the Saints, the Bucks, the 49ers, and then you look who's behind them. It's like the Seahawks, the Packers, the Eagles, yeah. the Vikings. My the goodness, Vikings. the NFC is nuts. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> insane, man. 
It is insane when you think about that because, you know, you compare, what is that, that's the top eight teams. Like, one of those teams ain't making the playoffs. And so, I mean, that's, that's what we talk about. Like, it's so hard to make that jump up. Like, for those teams like the Falcons and the Rams and, you know, teams like that that were like – or even the Cardinals. You know, we're talking about how, oh, man, the Cardinals should be a lot better. Like, they could be fun. Mm-hmm. Are they still going to be – like, are they going to be able to break ahead of those teams right there? Like, that's <laughs> what's interesting. So, um, it's – man, it's brutal. And that's what we say with the Cowboys. Like, I mean, we can be excited, but, I mean, you could also say, you know, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Eagles, the Niners, the Bucks. Like, they are all maybe in a very similar category when it comes to some of this. So, uh, there you go yeah. with uh, the Cowboys. Uh, we're 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 on the bandwagon, but uh, we'll see here. And uh, here we go, real quick, real quick here. As we say this all the time, breaking news when we record a podcast: <laughs> Damian Williams for the Chiefs opting out of the season. How about that? Wow, that's interesting. Oh man, um, I, I think they. I mean, they at least have depth of yeah. the receiver or the running back position. Sorry, and um, obviously. Clyde Edler, so from the LSU, yeah. I think that'll be, I mean, we already thought he was going to have a role, so they have enough guys yeah. in three months, so yeah, we'll see what they do, but still, uh, fantasy, that, that's a big fantasy alert there, a guy that was probably going to yeah. go pretty high on some boards. Yeah, like, we look, we know what he did um, this season, or this past season, like, he, he played a big role, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, boy, like we said, we're recording this, but, like, we don't know what these rosters are going to look like, so it's, um, there's there's another one, so we'll see. Uh, don't mm-hmm. think don't think that's going to be the last one uh, for sure. All right, let's move into our um, our breakout players here. We're going to wrap up with our breakout players and our division MVP. Uh, I kind of teased mine a minute ago. I I've juggled back and forth here between Darius Geis uh, for the Redskins. He seems to be back healthy, ready to go. But is he going to have a big enough impact, you know, to push the Redskins to that that point, like we said, of maybe reaching mm-hmm. uh, where they need to be? Uh, you know, on that level of, of having enough wins. I don't think so. And so I think I'm actually going to go for someone else, and that's Jalen Rager. And we talked about this. Wow. You look at the Eagles wide receiver situation, like it could be a situation where it's like, who else do they turn to? Because Marquise Goodwin, he's opted out already. Alshon Jeffrey, like let's just be honest, like the Eagles clearly don't want Alshon <laughs> Like, there's a lot. Like, we talked about that. They wanted to trade him last year. Like, who knows what that could look like with that situation. Deshaun Jackson, I mean, we know the injuries and all that. So, like, I I think Jalen Rager could be very interesting in terms of, I mean, he may be someone that has to carry a big load for this team in season one for him. So, I'm willing to take a chance and say that he could be it just because the Eagles are probably going to find a way to score points. And, you know, there's just – there's a lot of unknowns with that, that wide receiver core there. No, he – I mean, he has the opportunity. I think that's definitely true. So that's – it makes him a good candidate. I I mean, going back to the draft, I thought Justin Jefferson might have been their pick and would have been really excited for him. Obviously, the Vikings take him a pick later. Um, but, I yeah, I think opportunity-wise, he's still going to he's, – he's as high as anyone on this list. That's the one thing for C.D. Lamb as much as – I wanted to say him. I, I, he's still not going to be the top option, and you know he has that, that talent. So may, I mean, he could be a breakout player. But he won't be that surprising of one. Um, I'm going to go to a, another really easy pick, uh, and this is one I, I mean, I already kind of said, and that's Chase Young. I think Chase Young could quickly yeah. become one of the you know premier. Uh, we, we saw it last year 
um, with uh, Nick Bosa in terms of just immediately making that impact, being one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL right off the bat. There's not as quick a turnaround as, you know, we've seen this translate. We were able to see guys in college that have that motor, that have that ability, that it's just clearly you're, you're so confident it's going to translate to the next level. He has the drive and all the, all the makeup things you could possibly want. So, I, yeah, I could see him quickly becoming, you know, uh, not that he's not already a household name, but even beyond that and, and really make, establishing himself as one of the, the best uh, pass rushers in the NFL, not just among the rookie class. The only other guy, you know, that is no way he's probably going to get the, the amount of um, respect off the bat, but maybe he'll have a similar situation in terms of making an immediate impact and being on an all-rookie list, even being one of those guys like a Quentin Nelson that made All-Pro uh, quickly in his career. But maybe Andrew Thomas with the Giants, I think he's going to really – he has a big opportunity now with, with Nate Solder sitting out. I mean, he was, he was slated to play right tackle. They could slide him to the left. He did play some left tackle Georgia too. So I think he has a chance to, to really make, at least in football circles, a lot of uh, rounds. But I think Chase Young will uh, – the stack totals and just the overall pressures and what he's going to bring for that Washington defensive line – uh, easy choice for me, probably a safe choice. I'm not, your one is a little more, a little more centric there. <laughs> yeah, well, and look, I, my my obvious choice was going to be C.D. Lamb. Like that was going to be my pick for the yeah. most obvious mm-hmm. choice. But I I decided, you know, I like to go under the radar here a little bit because our division MVP choice was going to be very obvious. And so I was like, I'm trying to go outside the box a little bit here with our break breakout player one because we do move to our division MVP and. You know, we were talking before we came on. I really think it's probably two or three guys. Like, I think that's probably the only direction you're going to turn here. And I don't think it's any, you know, we're not doing any spoiler here. Like, it's either Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, or maybe Zeke. Like, I think those are the three <laughs> you would probably look at and say it's one of those three. Um, clearly, <laughs> because, because I'm so high on the Cowboys, I think we know probably which direction I'm going to turn here. And I, I, I think it'll probably be Dak. Um, you know, just because I, you know, he's the quarterback on the team that I think has potential to be the best team in the division and potentially make it to an NFC title game or a Super Bowl. So I think that makes it kind of simple for me to pick him. Um, you know, just because it, uh-huh. just, it, it just seems like it, it makes the most sense um, based on everything. And if I think they're the best team in the division, I mean, look, Dak, he, it's an interesting year from here. Like we said, the contract situation, all that, like. I don't see Dak as someone who's going to come out and just, you know, fold. or anything. Like, he could be basically – we don't know what's going to happen with him. Like, we assume the Cowboy will be back, all that, but you never know. So, I think he'll be out to prove something, and uh, that's why I mm-hmm. will take him uh, as my pick for the division MVP. Yeah, whatever you think of Dak and how he might perform on a team that with worse talent than the Cowboys, that's fine. But he's going to – he's still – he's been, put, been putting out these huge numbers. Even last year I, with them finishing second in DVOA and what they were able to do as an offense, the fifth-best uh, DVOA offense, uh, passing the ball. I – you know, I'd, uh, you could make an argument he could have still deserved it last year even with them not winning yeah. the division that he was the best player in the division last year. So just for the sake of any other players I might consider beyond Dak, I – I mean, if the Giants somehow made the playoffs and Daniel Jones went off, maybe. I mean, especially with their offensive line being such a question mark with Solder out. Um, Redskins-wise, I mean, Chase Young would have to, like, lead the league in sacks for me to, to possibly put him above a quarterback. I don't necessarily see that happening, even though I do think he'll have a good year. So, yeah, it does come down pretty much between those two. And right now, unless things dramatically change between – here in a couple of days before the season when we actually make our division picks. So I'm probably going to pick the Cowboys, and I do think 
Dak's going to be on top of his game. I don't, and I even if he's not as good, quite as good as last year, even if that doesn't have to be the case, they have so much talent that I still think the numbers and his performance is still going to be so high, and everything's going to be there to warrant uh, considering him the MVP of this division. Yep, there you go. So uh, there are our picks uh, for the NFC East. Like we said, they are undoubtedly subject to change uh, at this point. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, look, we said it. Like talking about the Damian Williams thing, everything like this is. I think we're far from finished here when it comes to, um, you know, players opting out of the season. And so we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but uh, we're going to give it our best shot. And there is our best shot at the NFC. But uh, Dylan, uh, we're talking about all these players opting out. Uh, the NBA getting ready to tip off on Thursday night. The actual yep. games, uh, baseball, at least right now, uh, you know, Marlins aside, seems to be going smoothly at this point. Um, so there, there's a lot going on in sports and you know what, uh, we really haven't been able to say that for a while, but they can find everything they need over at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can follow, follow all the NBA games in the Clutch Points app as well as the MLB games. Um, luckily, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the Phillies, the team just playing the Marlins, haven't had any positive tests, two straight days with all negative tests. So that's good news for now. But again, like you said, a lot of things constantly changing. It's a rolling basis. But as the games are still happening, you can find them all in the Clutch Points app. You can also read all of our NFL content, starting to pump up the fantasy football content, assuming the season starts on time. As we've talked about, they still have that built-in schedule where they they could move weeks to the end of the schedule if they really wanted to. But uh, regardless, I I imagine most drafts will start uh, taking place maybe a little later than uh, some leagues would like to because of this uncertainty of guys opting out. But we'll have that all covered for you. All our our takes on guys will lose carries, uh, gain carries, top positional rankings, underrated ADP guys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find uh, at clutchpoints.com in the NFL section. And if you search fantasy football, all the fantasy content will be in a feed there. Yep, check all that out uh, there at Clutch Points. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Just search for us there. And uh, thanks, as always, too, to find folks at uh, Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Fast Podcast. <laughs>